재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 At this time of the week, we usually have Jennifer Chang in the studio uh, to do On the Move, her experiences on travel and culture. She has gracefully yielded that radio real estate to some special guests who are here to talk about Jeju food culture and an upcoming festival celebrating that. I should say Jennifer was instrumental in setting this up. Korean cuisine, hanshik, can be found in its diversity in lots of places, regional flavors, seasonal ingredients, various cooking styles. But one very specific gathering, the Jeju Food and Wine Festival, is where you can take in the culture and flavors of, of course, Jeju Island. A lineup of 22 international and domestic chefs are collaborating to bring their creative interpretations to Jeju, and visitors are able to explore and enjoy Jeju's unique food culture. To have a little preview of what that's going to be like, we have Song Min-yu. He's one of the festival's uh, organizers. And Kwon Yong-min, who is better known as Edward Kwon, one of Korea's first generation, we can say, of celebrity chefs, who considers himself an unofficial ambassador for Hanjik. Gentlemen, welcome. Nice to have you here. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. First things first, I ask the listeners, uh, you know, are you team Bibim Nengmyeon or team <laughs> Mul Nengmyeon? As I said before, I'm a bibim. You're a bibim? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. I See, I've always been a mu, mm-hmm. but now that I hear a chef tell me, you know, I, what is it about bibim? Just I mean, some, pe- some people might say that, you know, there's a lot of actually uh, the flavor is there, mm. and then, you know, you can put into some mustard and vinegar inside as well. But personally, you know, my job is quite a strong and then really stressful. So I believe a lot of chefs actually love actually bibim rather than actually more strong, exactly. stronger taste, flavor. You know, spicy, more junk. Let's move. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and thank you. I'm also in team bibim. Oh, really? Yes, wow, I am outnumbered two to one here. I'm going to have to rethink. Maybe join the other team. Um, is Jeju food is it? Um, is it generally bibimi spicy? Strong, strong in the sense uh, that you described it. Is there an overtone? Actually, to- there's a lot of actually diversity. Sure. So I believe uh, it's not a really spicy, but uh, there is actually uh, lots of different products actually growing in Jeju itself, and uh, there's actually some uh, unique taste, which is basically you know the the ingredient is actually you cannot get in actually mainland in Korea. Mm. So uh, there's some actually the. the some few dishes actually very quite of a unique like such as uh, like silver fish you know sure. grilled silver fish like almost like that's country mo- right yeah silver exactly fish. more than one one meters you know yeah grill it and then put it on the middle of the table they're beautiful and, oh, oh amazing beautiful the I brought back a whole it was difficult you know because it's this big styrofoam cooler mm-hmm, but I brought mm-hmm. back a whole uh, cooler full of kaiju exactly. the first time I went to Jeju so you need to cut it off and then wrap it off and then you need to put it into the fridge uh-huh, you know? exactly yeah. so Mingyu just uh, sketch out real quickly this uh, festival it goes it starts in Jeju on which date? on the 16th until okay. the 19th 16th until the 19th. Yes, that's the main events, including the master chefs from all over the world. Uh-huh. And Jeju Gourmet Week is from the 10th until the 20th. Oh, okay. So you've got these two things kind of uh, bracketed. So uh, you can choose whether you want to just target those three days with the real performances by the, the, the master chefs, or if you want to experience more broadly sort of mm-hmm. some of this. When you say Jeju Gourmet Week, what kind of stuff is going on there? Um... About 80 restaurants are 
in, in the Jeju Gourmet Week, and they will provide you special services such as um, giving you extra beer or extra soda <laughs> during the period. <laughs> okay. And you can collect, actually, stickers from each market there. Cool. So it's like a little passport type yes, system. Yes. Every, everywhere you go, you can collect something. Yes, exactly. Uh, chef Edward, yeah, sure. you're trained as a French chef. People know you from TV. You've been on a bunch of TV here in Korea. Right. Um, what, uh, tell me a little bit. School me, because I really am not educated about uh, Jeju food. What is it about Jeju food that we cannot necessarily say about Korean food in general? What's special? The basically is combining actually culture. And then, uh, as you, a lot of actually, I'm, I, I believe that all the audience, actually, they might know, it's actually the island itself. And mm. then they're very unique and then very clean. There's beautiful, actually, the fish and seafood product and also beef as well. And especially black pig. You black cannot, pig. Yeah, Correct. Yes. So you cannot get it in other, actually, provinces in Korea. So there's very unique flavors, actually, uh, tasteful of uh, actually products, actually. It growing itself in Jeju Island. So uh, when you travel there, of course, you cannot really hard to judge what is actually difference to uh, compare to actually Jeju and then mainland in Korea. But uh, there's some product itself is very unique. I was unaware that they did beef in Jeju. That's interesting. Oh, there's beef. I knew Kangwon and Hanu and various places on the mainland. I, exactly. I, I guess I didn't know that because there's so little space to raise beef. That's beautiful. But it's like premium it's, top oh, level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go and try. And then it's amazing. It's melt to your mouth. <laughs> After the, this, actually, the radio program, a lot of people trying to look for the, or oh, maybe today lunch, we're going to have a Korean vibe case. Uh, That's right. <laughs> but actually, Jeju beef is amazing. It's interesting because I remember when the U.S. beef protests uh, happened here in Korea. The idea was that we're going to get squeezed out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But Hanu has kind of very successfully rebranded itself in in to be this sort of premium Mm -hmm. top level. You've got to save a lot of money to go and buy Hanu. (laughs) You've got to save up for a while, but it's well worth it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I almost can picture Jeju being this uh, premium food destination in a way. Because uh, it's it's not something that can necessarily be massive in scale in terms of export and so on. Right, right. But it's it's of a higher quality. Higher quality. Mm. I mean, unfortunately, yes, it is expensive as well. Well, the best but, foods tend to be, correct, especially in export correct, markets. Right. But uh, like abalone and then some seafood products and then some vegetables. I don't know about the English, but uh, its name is kosari. It's also growing in Jeju Island. It's a very, very unique and then uh, amazing taste as well. So there's certain actually ingredients such as amazing there. Mm, they can look up kusari in the uh, control room. We'll see what uh, the English language is for that. You're kind of a food ambassador. I mean, as a... a I'm media. trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But even in the TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that, what kind of TV shows? I don't know your complete repertoire, but uh, mm-hmm. Koreans who are listening will. Um, were you like a a judge, like a Gordon Ramsay type? Were you I a do tough a, guy? Actually, I do a lot of actually the survival program. Yeah, actually in Korea, it was such as kind of like a Gordon Ramsay character. Yeah, and uh, I do a lot of uh, some other entertainment show as well. But uh, the, usually, I just involved actually judges. Yeah. Rather than actually just part of team and then doing the... Are you a mean judge or are you a supportive judge on those shows? Uh, depends on the situation. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you sometimes they're doing great, I try to support it. But if they make mistake, 
Yes, of course, the chefs are always yelling, screaming, you know. This is reality. Uh-huh. And then I just want to make sure they want to be a professional rather than actually amateur. Mingyu, this year, yes. the Jeju Food Festival is in uh, its third year. Has it, yes. uh, has it grown? Yes, every, every year. Uh, basically, the size and the scale and participants, number of participants and restaurants are growing every year. But Mr. Edward Kwon is join, joining us since the first year. Oh, you've been around yes. since the first one? Okay. Yes. <laughs> you've seen the crowds get bigger and bigger oh, each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like the first year, I still remember there's uh, some few seats available. But now, after that, once we try to sell the ticket, because, you know, it's very unique and then very, uh, it's kind of like amazing, actually, the festival. Of course, Seoul has also full festival as well, but Jeju has never been before. Uh-huh. And then basically now the third years and then, you know, a lot of celebrity chefs and really high-end prof- professional chefs from the, all over the world. And also uh, the the chefs from the even Seoul as well. So you cannot really see them is one spot as sure. around like 20 guys yeah. as all the chefs surrounding and then you can try 20 different types of, of their food yeah and then the price is also very reasonable as well still until oh, yeah. it gets super popular yeah, yeah. it's still a reasonable i mean organize a song is right next to me that they, they don't care to spending money for it. actually okay. we, we right. uh, select the products you know okay. sometimes they really worry about the cost as well but they say no problem just Are you it. guiding a session? Are you leading one of the demos? What, what's the format? Is it cooking demos? Like they're up there cutting? Each and- single day is actually different, actually, the main event. Like uh-huh. the first day, actually, the you know welcoming ceremony, all the chefs, and then, you know, all the people who relative, actually, the festival. And then, uh, like, a garden dinner. So we're expecting around 600, between 700. I believe the lady ticket has been sold many, many uh, the the tickets and uh, there is a gala dinner there's actually uh, one of the university which is uh, i don't know i can mention it or not but they call jeju <laughs> university you know there is actually uh uh the cooking demonstration there as well yeah you're bringing in mm-hmm. a lot of sort of apprentice chefs here exactly. to kind of exactly. help out not just help out but to learn right correct that's so cool. that's why, you know, like school kids and then professional chefs and then, you know, the all civilians who participate and then even government as well. They're all in combining together and then making actually a beautiful a festival. You know? This might amuse you. Our producer has uh, looked up gusari in English and it's apparently called fiddleheads. 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 Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead. Yeah, I don't know if their head looks like a fiddle or what. <laughs> or What is gusari? Is it fish? No. You know, when you go... Uh, you know the it's the, you, it's you know, this vegetable yukgejang 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 yeah the yukkejang. soup mm-hmm. yes correct it, that's what you put in there yes correct fiddleheads exactly so we could just as easily call it fiddlehead soup uh but there is actually some <laughs> leeks there More and stuff. some beef is there as well but basically mainly you can easily can find it is yukgejang inside um so let me ask you both mingyu you have uh, st- in order to organize this festival mm-hmm. You've been uh, working on all the nitty-gritty details of sourcing the food and yes. uh, learning a ton. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were, say, an international visitor, I was going to you know, jump in and out of Jeju. Yes. The one most important thing, or the t- one or two most important things that you must taste in Jeju would be what, according to your opinion? Um, first of all, Jeju black pork. Okay. Jeju black pork is so popular in inside and outside of Korea, and... Secondly, I would recommend um, Jeju fish. 
just across the board, basically. Yes. Yeah. Especially silverfish and stuff. Chef, what would you yeah. recommend? Uh, abalone stew. Okay. Like a kind of a slightly spicy as well. Oh, they make stew out of abalone? Yeah, but it's like a small size. Okay. But once you go, usually, you know, when you go to Korean restaurant, they call tukpegi. They're small, like a stone, you know, hot stone bowl. Oh. And they put it into the abalone and then there's some... Uh, seafood products there as well. So it's such as amazing flavors and taste as well. And then very uh, reasonable price. Mm. And also on the other one, which is basically we call silverfish uh, seaweed soup. Basically, they put in the silverfish with the seaweed soup, which is we call miyoku, mm. but they put the galchi in it. That's nice. That sounds good. Ah, oh, taste is amazing. Galchi by itself, what kind of uh, taste is that fish? It's, uh, it's like a... Is it like mackerel or... Uh, it's not fishy fish. No, it's, it is a fish. It's not like but very like, fishy taste. I, w- I would say like more close to halibut. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Okay, seabring. so very clean and white. Exactly, and white. It's a flaky fish. Ah. But they put it into the actually seaweed inside and making soup. Wow. I've never heard of... I don't think I've heard of it in soup. I've it's heard of it in gym. Like, only that soup you can find in Jeju. That's interesting. All right. So, kalchi miyokuk is what Correct. I would ask for. Correct. Uh, it's called Food and Wine Festival. How do you pair up? Are you sourcing wines from all regions of the world? Or Jeju doesn't make wine, right? Not really. Actually. No. Not really. Korea makes wine. Eh, they're still mm, finding their yeah. legs on that. Um, but uh, when you, uh, like if I were going to have, say, some kalchi uh, gui, can you do gui? Like a grilled, grilled kalchi? Mm-hmm. What would I pair? What what kind of pairings? Are you involved in the selection? I would the- say Chardonnay. Sure. Yeah, Chardonnay, white. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be very clean uh, uh-huh. taste. And uh, because the galchi itself is uh, like a uh, flaky fish. Right. But uh, the basically, there is a certain actually fish taste end of your, you know, when you taste it. That's right. So once you, after that, once you drink the Chardonnay, you will clean it up right away. <laughs> and then, of course, they will take you to the heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to record some of these as uh, endorsements for the festival. Who who uh, picks out? I mean, the who selects the wines? Is that uh, the organizing committee? Is it uh, the chefs in each particular event that's choosing their dish? Do they also say, I want this or this wine to go with it? Uh, mostly the sommelier. sommelier There's a sommelier yes. for the Jeju yes. event. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a nice job to have. There's a lot of different types of wine and also Korean liqueur as well. Mm. So, and then when you get in there, of course, you're paying for the actually a ticket as well. So, if you're really heavy drinker, please welcome to Jeju Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> I tell you, there's the tons of wines and Korean liqueur. Limitless. Limitless. Limitless really? Uh, seriously. Seriously. I mean, yeah, you typically think... Somebody was asking me the other day, um, what wine goes well with Korean food? And I think Mm -hmm. by that question, they they meant the typical Korean food, slightly Mm -hmm. on the spicy side, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit fermentation kind of thing. So it would be interesting to explore via this uh, food and wine festival sort of what works with different things. Usually they say, I mean, the classic answer to that is like Gewurztraminer or something like that, Mm -hmm. like a white wine that has a little kick to it. And it can stand up to uh, various kinds of spicy food. But I don't know. Are you much of a uh, wine drinker, chef? Not really. No? Unfortunately, I have a very bad allergy for alcohol. Oh, really? Well, that's So that's why, you know. 
a mixed blessing. You can uh, you can uh, stick to just the food. But I can taste it. I, I can you know drink a little bit, but not really a lot. Yeah. So uh, do you have um, sign-ups already for the festival? What kind of numbers are you expecting this year? The last one was about 30,000, right? 30,000 um, people. Yes, yes. 30,000 people for the whole Gourmet Week. Mm-hmm. But in this year, we are expecting almost a double number because last year it was only 50 restaurants. And this year it's 80. Okay. So we're expecting about 60, 60,000. That's huge, actually. Yes. Wow. That's uh, that's going to be a big crowd. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you've got the parallel event uh, around it, the Gourmet Week. Chef Edward, are you nowadays, um, you don't run your own restaurant or place, or do you? Or are you mainly just media? No, I'm, I'm a working chef. You're a working chef? No, I used to be, has a lot of TV programs and also even radio show as well. And uh, around past four or five years, I stopped it because uh, I realized that I'm a chef and then I just trying to making market of in Korea. Since when I moved from the Dubai to Korea, two thousand nine, there's no celebrity chef or a star chef market. Mm. So I just want to make sure to all the people who live in Korea, our job also professional, not like just to have a, you know, like not just a, stand in front of the cameras, yeah, but exactly. also to. So uh, I'm running at the Mama uh, Street restaurants inside the hotel. Wow! In the uh, of course I cannot endorsement over some names. We can't really. Yeah, yeah I know. But is uh, it mainly on the, the French side of things, the Euro side? I do a French restaurant and I do Korean restaurant and I do Italian bistro as well. Wow, that's quite a. So I have three restaurants actually inside hotel, one hotel nearby Gangnam Subway Station. You, I suppose it's like asking which one is your favorite child, but uh, uh, the French. The French. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, uh, yes, I'm. I'm a Korean, and uh, you know, whenever I travel to outside the country, like such as uh, like you know, uh, Japan or U.S. whatever, they invite me to the gala dinner. I do Korean food, okay. not actually French, but I'm a fully French trained chef, so I more. Love what would you say is your, um, you know, what dish lately uh, from the French um, repertoire? Would you mm-hmm. say you uh, love to make the most, or it might be considered your Basically, specialty? Basically, one thing, I mean, it's, I love everything, but one thing what I can say is one of the best sales, pro- I mean, the food in my restaurant is a truffle. Truffle. Truffle bellute. And these are sourced from France or from yes. where? Sometimes France, sometimes Italy as well. At the moment, it's a winter truffle we get from the Italy. Can, cultu- uh, can truffles be cultivated? Could you have a, a Korea-based truffle market if mm. you sort of started them somewhere? And I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I haven't seen it. Sometimes we can get in China, yeah, but there's no flavor at all. I mean, it's not like you know, uh, making the you know, bad points of uh, you know bringing it up to actually uh, the Chinese actually truffle. Sure, but uh, the basically compared to the actually French or Italy and then China. The taste and flavor is um, entirely day, different, right? It's just like uh, from China, as chef's point of view, it's just like a black stone. <laughs> Seriously, okay. there's no flavor. <laughs> but uh, yes, price is a lot different as well. You know? Well, those truffles, those European truffles, they can be so overpowering, right? I mean, even you have to just use tiny, tiny bits. Exactly. You know, once you have, once actually the the guy who supplier bring to the restaurant. And we're trying to check the quality. And we open the small package. And you can smell right away. Right. Full of truffle smells. Yeah. It's really strong. 
What do you make with truffles? Uh, truffle balute and then, uh, you know, perigoding sauce, which is we do sauce as well. We slice, actually put into some pasta inside. Mm. I mean... Volute, that's a, uh, like a very fancy word for soup. Yes, right. Clear, like broth. Exactly. Mm, that sounds good. And then you have a nice shaving of the truffle on top. Wow, it will melt your mouth, you know. Do you ever dabble or engage in, um, for lack of a better word, fusion? Like, I'm going to take this French thing and I'm going to Im- import some kind of Korean namul into it, or I'm going to combine the worlds. Basically, my, I have one restaurant. I cannot mention my restaurant name, is it? But uh, I focus more Korean taste, rather actually the you know, European flavor and taste. I don't want to mention some restaurants which is bad or not, oh. but I believe I'm Korean. We are stuck into the, actually our roots, where we come from. Because if you're trying to combine it together, it can be globalized, but basically we don't have our originality of our taste and flavor. So I believe a lot of visitors who come to Korea, who wants to go Korean food experience, they love to have a traditional rather than actually modern Hawaii fusion. Yes, of course. I believe. Of course. Yes, of course, the market has to exist. It's modern way and traditional way. But even modern, we cannot forget where we're from. Sure. Then again, I mean, if you look at the very hip chefs in places like New York and in California, mm-hmm. they're very fascinated by Korean products. Pro- well, products and ideas. Exactly. Uh, fermentation. Correct. They're kimchiing everything. Everywhere now. Everything. And they're making weird kimchis and untraditional kimchis mm-hmm. and fermentation, you know, uh, denjang, chongkukjang types mm-hmm. of flavors mixed in with other stuff. Exactly. Um, so Korean ideas are still kind of making their debut in the modern culinary market. We have a chef on uh, every now and then. We talk about these very, very specific uh, namu, mm-hmm. uh, little roots that grow and leaves. Right. And they're amazing. I think the landscape of Korean root vegetables and leaves and things like that could maybe make their way into even French dishes. Yeah, yeah like I mean, that. French dish now is more prom- uh, more like globally uh, welcoming to all the other country products. That, that's why when you go to Paris or either Rion as well, oh. there are a lot of French chefs using the Southeast Asia products like kapier, lime leaves, lemongrass. There's no existing industry in France, but now there are a lot of people actually they're using, especially French chefs. Of course, even Korean chefs, we can use some like, you know, outside country products to yeah. Korean food, but the basically the taste has to be there. That's why I always say that Koreans who come to Korean restaurant and we need to say, we can say, oh, this is Korean food, then it can be Korean food. But if you're Koreans who go to the Korean restaurant and when you try the food and then you have, is it Korean food? <laughs> Then there is something wrong. I got it. You know what I mean? This discussion can pick up at the Jeju Food and Wine Festival 2018. Incredibly easy to find on the web. Song Mingyu and Chef Edward Kwan, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much.